1: Okay. I was always searching for the meaning of life. I was always searching for the question, who am I? Why am I here? Why is everything the way it is? And in that search, somewhere, I was starting to, I had already come across my guru. He had come into my life, but he had told me, all answers are within you and you go and experience them for yourself. So in that quest, I had started occasionally meditating, and I had a profound dream with these circles. Uh, just It seemed to have profound answer to the whole answer of life, and I did not know where I could find the answer or how to interpret it. So in one of those quests, I went to a metaphysical bookstore which was in Dallas it was about 40 minutes away from my house I occasionally started joining in their meditation group and I thought in there somewhere, maybe I can find a book where I would find an answer to that dream that had circles in it. But instead, in on one of these days, I was went into deep, deep meditation. Everybody left. I had no idea everybody had left. And then I got up. It was almost time for the store to close. I had to hurry out because store was closing but i felt very peaceful and i felt really good um about the deep meditation i had but at the same time disappointed that i still don't have any insights there was like a very deep disappointment so i walked out there were only two cars in the parking lot my car and it was all you know 909 pm and uh, no traffic around just uh one other car in the parking lot. So I sat in the car, kind of, uh, you know, feeling good, but disappointed. And I put on my seatbelt, closed the door. I uh, put my car key in the ignition and right then there was this huge explosion. For a split second, I thought my car had exploded, Mm. but then the very next instant it was all pervasive love i was i was in this existence like i could see everything 360 degrees and it was like it was nothing when i say see it wasn't like seeing something or an object it was like a void but void that wasn't a complete uh, the closest you can say is like in nothingness but um it it had this flavor of love and then suddenly it became I, I had it was like I was just soaking in love it was just all pervading love it was like the entire existence was love and it wasn't like, Love was part of it, not like it was emanating love, but the entire substance, the very essence of it, it, it was love. And I was just soaking in it, and I was I was the formless presence.
0: I think you described it. Time- I think I think you described it as purer than pure
1: purer pure than pure it wasn't what I also said was like it wasn't it's it was something completely untouchable it's completely beyond imagination it it was like something that can't be touched you something that cannot be stained like not touched in that way where it it is unstainable it, it cannot be impacted. It cannot be changed. It, it It is like an everlasting, permanent quality that there cannot be an iota of change in it. Changeless. Mm-hmm. Pure. Purer than pure. And I, I was in that omnipresent love and it was nothing and everything it was all pervading and then i i my uh, attention sort of went it's almost like when you're st- in a standard shift car and uh, there's a slight jerk like that something shifted and my attention went to the front I wasn't experiencing the physicalness of my body. I wasn't feeling my body, but I noticed in front and it was all space. It was all like, brilliant billions of stars just just coming at lightning supersonic speed towards the windshield, but they weren't colliding with it. They were just dispersing like maybe an inch away from it like that. And I was just soaking in this love, and I realized that I had been bawling. I had been bawling. There was this deep heartache like I have been separated from this love for billions of years. Like, where where was I? Where, w- how did this separation happen? And this is, we were separated there from this love. Mm-hmm. There was, I was just bawling. And... So there was this bawling from a sense of separation from this love. It was completely overwhelming. Yeah. And then after that, there was like a sudden jerk, the shift again. And then I was it. I was the absolute. I was this all-pervading love. And I was the love drops. Everything, every this... F- It's like um, you have a cloth, you soak it in water, and you hang it up, and it cannot help but drip. Drip what it's full of. It's full of these drops. So these love drops are just dripping, and everything manifests. Any, everything, everything physical that's manifesting is just this very essence. It's the love drops, every tree, every plate of grass, everything that exists, the formless and the form, that was me. I was the absolute. I was in God and God is in me. And this is, it's all that, all is that, I am that, mm-hmm. and This is the form um, that's, this is the essence of all the forms that's manifest. And then there was a slight shift again. And then I am noticing, like the, I call it the macro me and the mini me. And I noticed that there is this separate entity. At that time, I'm still not experiencing my physical body, but there is this consciousness, this awareness, that this whole, all of pervasive existence is me, and there is this mini-me that is an extension, sort of, of the macro-me, and this macro-me is experiencing itself, for a unique experience, through this manifestation of this mini me, and there is this link of that essence between the two. It's it's never ending, like it's unstainable, untouchable in that sense. Um, unchangeable link of this love and it's just complete acceleration and bliss and ecstatic feeling uh, of this connection and uh, and the only part and this macro me is in a way immaculate me is exhilarated that it's having to experience an aspect of itself through the mini-me and and so then I had that little shift it's like my my awareness went a little bit to my mini-me self and now I I noticed again that I'm still in the stars, these billions of stars coming towards the windshield and I'm still crying. But then I noticed there is something that is processing this information that is conscious of this awareness of macro me and mini me. And I'm wondering, where is this? What is this that is aware of both of these truths, and then I felt like something where my physical head would have been was processing it, this information. And then it's like I became aware of the like the suffering, the collective, and I, I, I am, I'm realizing that this connection of love, and I'm thinking, where, where did we get off track? Where did, where did I get off track? Where did we all get off track? And I'm like sensing this heart wrenching collective suffering that. People uh, go through like this hate, this violence, this all these non-loving ways we act like, how can we go off track? What happened? And it, it was I'm just bawling and crying and crying. And the next thing I noticed is that I turn off my my ignition key and I'm in my driveway at my home. And that suddenly when I see that, oh, actually, I'm in my driveway. And throughout this whole time, I had no sensation of my body. And this is the first time I'm sensing my body. I'm sensing my actual physical body. Uh, uh, what my physical reality is I, I'm still completely soaking in love I close the door I open up my house door I go inside and uh, it must have been I'm um, assuming around 10pm 10 10-15pm 10, or so and I um, my two toddler babies were sleeping and when I went into the room one, my son woke up for just a tad bit so I have full memory of quickly picking him up before he fully wakes up just gently rocking him and I put him back to bed and then I somehow must have changed my clothes I went and sat in the bed and it was like there had been a pause button up till then and I uh, it's it was like a switch on and off I sat in the bed and it Started again, but this time I ha- I just distinctly felt the presence, like I was in this dimension, and it was all around my head. These sages chanting Sanskrit mantras, like they're doing the holy fire ceremony, like we call yagnas. They are doing these ceremonies and these collective chant going on just absolutely divine chorus going on and then these divine fragrances in my nostril all the way from my nostril through my forehead into my head and I am just vibrating I'm just My every cell in my body is just vibrating with the with the love, the sounds, the fragrance. And I think especially when the fragrance started, it was just too much, too much for my whole body to to sustain that. And I just felt I could just I'm going to burst into million billion pieces i'm just gonna explode into billion pieces and that's when uh i that had that thought that came into me like an anguished cry that thought came into my mind like i i cannot stand it anymore and then it that's when it just that instant everything stopped and, um, and then I looked at the time, um, I, no, sorry, I looked, when I, I went to bed, I, I fell asleep, I felt completely exhausted. When I looked at the time, it was 5.30 a.m., my usual time to get up, but it felt like I had just barely gone to bed, and then I woke mm-hmm. up. So I'm assuming that I had been sitting there for hours and not realizing so i, I completely um, had not lost track of time so um, so that was the in summary my experience
0: wow <gasps> now there was no uh, local source for the sandalwood type incense smells that you were smelling was there
1: None at all. Absolutely none at all. No, no fragrances, no candles, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing in the physical. Mm-hmm. No sounds, no smells.
0: Now it, it, it's... it's no, when why- I
1: say, I want to interrupt you. When I said sandalwood, I said it only to give some kind of reference. Mm. But it wasn't just that. It was so indescribable. I have never smelled Fragrances like that, but I just want to give some kind of idea of, you know, versus like a uh, apple tree smell, uh, orange smell versus sandalwood. So just just to give some reference.
0: And and the and the Sanskrit chanting, did you recognize it as Sanskrit? Was it um, or or was it something that you wouldn't normally hear on Earth?
1: it, it it was Sanskrit because uh, I did not hear the words separately, like I could not have made out, but because I have heard Sanskrit chants before, so it had that resonance, that vibration. So that's why I say Sanskrit. So it sounded like that.
0: Now I want to take you back to the macro and the mini you Mm -hmm. because it sounds as you describe it as if to put it in more western terms the essence of god has flowed into a reduced version which is you yourself and likewise every other person in the world and that that you're seeing because because we are made up of that same essence you could, re- you could identify yourself as being the macro or the God and also the individual you. So my question is, <laughs> okay. if you, you recognize at that moment or, or around that time that there's so much suffering in the world, and if all of us are infused with this essence of love, What's the answer to that question? Why is there so much suffering and cruelty and hatred and and abuse? What how how can that come out of out of the essence of love?
1: Yes, so I've had numerous STEs after that too and I have come to the realization that what what we become is instead of the essence we become part of the world so our mind mind that is made up of thoughts and emotions that we become identified with the mind body self we we the mind is given to help us experience this individual mini me self but we become identified with the mind body self we think this perishable mind and body is my identity and then we become off of the world not in the world so we are to be in the world not off the world and mind is what gives the illusion of time and space and and gives us the physical sense of being rooted in physical reality. And so the whole purpose then is to de-identify from the mind. And as long as we are rooted in the phenomenal world of the mind, the illusory world that we call the world, um, until then we stay, it's like a veil that we cannot recognize or macro self or God self and that is the suffering that's the only thing and it's an illusion it's like a dream Mm. Uh, and we are identified with this dream it's like you're in the dream and you think the dream is the
0: reality and why has the essence of love imposed that veil of confusion uh, on us or why have we imposed it on ourselves, I guess you could say?
1: It was, it, it must have been uh, that, the falling, what we, what we also call as the falling from the graces, uh, the ego self, the, the self-wanting, the mind, just mind-overtaking, the, it, it came as an, a desire to experience itself. So when you are complete bliss and you are complete love, how do you experience that unless there's an opposite of it? Uh-huh. So it's, a, it's so it create that duality, create that separateness so you can then come back And have the realization and the bliss of that's who I am. Uh. It's like when we don't have something and we come back to it, we enjoy it. It's it's the bliss of it.
0: And mm -hmm. so, would an analogy be the world is like a video game with uh, scenes created and. A conflict set up just to create the, the experience of conflict?
1: Yes, yes, exactly. That's one of the analogies I give, and I even say about movies, right? So if you had a movie, who wants to see a movie where nothing happens or everything is just the same? Movie is not a movie un- unless there's a good, there's a bad, there's some drama. So right that's when you enjoy the movie so it's for the drama and and god when you are everything then you create these limited aspects of yourself and put a little free will something called like mind and give you the power okay you create that experience just like in a video game or in Uh, in a video game, many players are playing and you want to see, let's see who comes up with a different approach of playing this game, who can go to what level and, and find a different way to get out of this maze. And we as humans, we always want those kind of challenges, right? We play card games, we have football matches and we have if you already knew everything about it or if nothing's different was going to even though it's a team it's an individual role that you are also interested in how this player is going to do what do they come up with what technique do they come up with and what uh, so you are experiencing the the individual is is experiencing their own potential of what they can discover about themselves and it's a collective game also but that's what it's meant to be it's meant to be a thrilling game an adventure in discovering your own potential
0: and so so even the the villains and the liars and the cheats are formed out of the drops of love that you that you saw if yes that's, if that's so then are we supposed to evolve ultimately back into a love's essence i mean is it is there a challenge going through life after life and building a karma is it supposed to go in a particular direction or is it just random chance and and god's amusement that we go through all this <gasps>
1: Oh, there is absolutely no random chance. It is um, uh, we are completely hardwired. We are it. We, uh, we are it. We are the love. so we are co- we cannot be anything else. So ultimately, if you really look at it, what is every each person searching? They're searching for love. They're searching for that bliss, right? Everything we do, everything we do is to connect to that love, whether consciously or unconsciously. It's just that when it comes, when our thoughts and actions come from the limited aspect, the identification of the limited body-mind, then it becomes a karmic action because it didn't it came from a personal agenda that wasn't aligned with the higher self
0: all right now we start with macro you which is everything you break yourself apart into many yous or many uss in order to experience the the context of duality but uh, all through that experience of the context of duality there is suffering and a yearning to rejoin the essence of love is that do i have that right
1: yes it but that suffering is self-imposed I, I, I give give you a little analogy is when let's say you are sleeping you're dreaming in the dream you went through. um you went to your work and in that you found out you had the horrible news. Your house is on fire, and and there is there is all these people that were in inside the house, and you're rushing, rushing, rushing. You're calling everybody. You're calling the fire trucks, and you're calling every your neighbors, and you're rushing over there. There's this panic, and and the house is on fire, and and there is. Uh, Fire trucks are the sirens and, and the neighbors are running, they're screaming and somebody gets burnt and their ambulances coming and fire trucks coming and police cars coming and all of that. And, and you find out that my house is in ashes, everything that I had built up and what was the meaning of this? Why did this happen to me? And then you wake up.
0: Ah. Uh, and it was a dream.
1: It was a dream. And so when we wake up from this this but in the dream everything was real. Yes. It was so real. You were crying, you were suffering, you were you were in pain.
0: Why do you suppose with the aspect of reincarnation that i think hinduism embraces why would we come back here and want to go through that again in another lifetime
1: so this is when we have not disconnected from our mind body identity then we are in the phenomenal world see everything is the essence is formless It's nothingness. It's like a, we can say void. It's not exactly void with the flavor of love or essence of love. So it's all formless. And so when we are attached to body-mind world of limited identity, we are in in the world of forms, we are in the phenomenal world. So while we are in the phenomenal world, then when our etheric body separates attachment, so the word is attachment, which a Buddhist, Buddhism has used too, right? It's yes. all about attachment to the phenomenal world, which is the mind, thoughts and emotions, the body self. While we are, if we are in that, then there is really no separation. It's just the illusion of the separation that your etheric body disconnects, but it's still believing, it's still attached to the identity of its limited self. And so, therefore, it assesses all its thoughts and actions and realizes that this is not, this is, I did not complete my journey to my own divine self. So, I will then go back and correct it because I have not de-identified from that Mind, selves. And so therefore, the whole the ancient sages, yogis, after thousands and thousands of years of inner research, they found that one of the best methods was meditation, which the whole purpose pathway of it is de-identifying with the mind. And you there are millions of ways of doing that. Each person can have their own unique path towards figuring out a way. Then, so there have it gave rise to so many different philosophies how they found a way to uh, de identify from mind. And that's the only thing, it's like you wake up from the dream and then you see, oh, this was a dream.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, speaking of time and dreams and, uh, and this world, we, uh, we are out of time.